Welcome to the New Man Podcast, a show for brave men to experience freedom in their faith, sexuality, and relationships. The goal? To provide practical tools and timeless principles that help you become the man you were made to be. And now, your host, Sathya Sam. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here, and welcome to the New Man Podcast. I'm so glad you're listening, and thanks for tuning in. Um, oh, it's been an awesome, awesome couple of days. Uh, just lots going on in the Deep Clean community. Uh, lots of, um, yeah, lots of changes. Uh, some things that I'm excited to update you, uh, update you guys on when the time is right. Um, but I wanted to share something in the meantime about. Um, I just so something that's going on personally at my property right now that has been really insightful into porn recovery. Um, one of my major messages and kind of metaphors for recovering from porn is that all behavior is rooted in belief. All behavior is rooted in belief. And I use that word rooted very intentionally because I love the metaphor of um, plants trees and then I use the example of weeds that if you know watching pornography is this weed in your garden a lot of people settle for solutions like um, internet filters or quick accountability systems that are kind of the equivalent of running over that weed with a lawnmower so yeah in theory you got rid of the weed so good for you and well done but it's going to grow back the only way you can really remove that weed permanently is by removing the roots. And that requires hard work. It requires some digging. Um, yeah, there's there's effort required in that process. So that is um that is a, a like kind of one of my I would say one of my key metaphors, something that I, I use pretty frequently. And um and the basic idea is that, you know, if you want to recover from porn, this behavior, you have to deal with the beliefs, the the actual roots of the problem. Usually there's beliefs about ourselves about how we get our needs met, about uh, people, about the world, about relationships. There's there's things that we believe underneath the surface that really drive that damaging behavior, and um, and so that is that is what I wanted to um, to mention today. And the reason I wanted to mention it is because uh, today at my property, I have hired a company to cut down a tree. And it's a really interesting situation. Basically, this tree um, is growing in my neighbor's property, um, but only the the trunk of the tree is on her side, but everything that's above the fence line is on my side. It's on my side of the property. Um, the tree has grown very, very tall. Um, you know, it's like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know. It's like, it's very tall um, and it's growing kind of diagonally over my house. So if this tree were to fall, um, you know, we have extreme weather here in Canada uh, where I live, you know, you have snowstorms in the winter, you have thunderstorms in the summer. Um, So if for whatever reason this tree were to fall, it would fall on my house and it would cause a huge problem. And it's it's interesting because I just bought this house last year and I basically inherited the issue. Now, it's funny because I didn't even notice it uh, when I bought the property. I was just, you know, focused on other things. But um, 
the property also has a pool in the backyard. And interestingly enough, it was the it was the leaves and all the kind of drivel coming off the tree falling into my pool that caused me to realize like, wait, where's all this stuff coming from? Like, why is it kind of just one mess and one headache after another? And that's when I realized, oh, wow, okay, um, this tree here is causing major problems. And then I looked at the tree and I'm like, wait a minute, if that thing keeps growing, this is going to do some serious damage to my house. So I got the team over today and um, they're going to they're gonna start chopping away here any minute now. In fact, you, you might hear a bit of background noise um, because they're, uh, they're not too far away here, although I've tried to, tried to find a nice secluded spot so there's no, um, no distractions. But, but uh, it, it really reminded me that our, our lives are very much like gardens and that it is our responsibility to steward the garden well, to take care of it. And often when I talk about it, you know, I love using this metaphor, as I mentioned, for belief systems, thought lives, all that kind of thing. And the basic premise is that, you know, you want to actually really pay attention to what is going in, what's going into your mind, what's going into your life, talking very much about the preventative elements, you know, and if you can make sure you plant good seeds and whatever else, then, um, you know, then you're going to have a good looking garden. And similarly, if you get weeds in there, or if you get kind of those the bad seeds in there, eventually, you know, bad things grow, and then you have to yank them out. But it really, um, it kind of struck me today, because I realized that this tree has uh, is actually it's a healthy tree. It's not really like causing any actual issues. It's not diseased. And like, as far as its functionality goes, there's nothing problemed about it. All, all that's really happened is that it has overgrown its location um, and then it has grown on a bad angle. So if it was growing, you know, straight up and it was really, um, you know, fortified well that way, we wouldn't really have a problem um, or the problem would be significantly less. But even though it's, it's healthy, it has grown in a way that is now problematic and it's easier to remove the tree. And it, I guess it just reminded me of two things. Uh, one is that it, it's easy to have the like um, healthy plant versus weed analogy. That, that part's easy. It's like, yeah, don't have uh, porn in your life because porn is the weed. Um, find healthy ways to experience intimacy and connection and to manage your um, sexual desires and needs. You know, so it's it's easy to make this sort of contrast. But there's sort of a, a smaller contrast. And it, it's basically that even within what is healthy, um, there can be problems. And so just because something is healthy uh, doesn't mean that it's necessarily serving its purposes. And, um, and I think this is, it's much harder to draw the line here. And, you know, for sexual integrity, uh, most of the conversation is around like, is it right? Or is it wrong? Um, but the, the other conversation that I would say is not as loud, but equally important is, is this just a good thing? Or is this actually best practice? And, you know, this this conversation comes up in all kinds of different places, like in, in dating relationships, you know, how far is too far? That's usually the question. Um, but that's sort of asking, like, what is appropriate that I can get away with? Instead of asking, what is best practice? What can I do best? It's it's kind of like, you know, if you ask, what can I get away with? It's saying, like, I'm willing to grow something healthy in my garden. 
I don't mind if it's a little bit lopsided, if it causes a little bit of damage here and there. Yeah, sure. If the leaves fall off and it, they fall into the pool and it creates more work to clean up, you know, that's fine. I don't, I don't mind a little bit of a mess. Um, but if it's, you know, if it's not a weed, then it's okay. Right. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, maybe, but is that really how you want to go about your life? Or do we want to ask what's best practice? How do we get this tree strong, sturdy, and growing the way that it's actually meant to grow. So I, I think it's a, it's a bit of a, a paradigm shift and just something that I, I learned as I was watching these guys get ready to cut down this tree and I'm looking at it and I'm going, it's funny, like you, you just, you would think it's the diseased trees that get chopped down, but here we have like a really um, healthy tree and it's not doing anything wrong. And yet in some ways, because it's not doing everything right, it is no longer serving its purposes optimally. And, um, and so I think there's a great lesson there. And I, I just, I wanted to encourage you with that. And I think the second element is that um, sometimes, and, and it, I mean, this is sort of tied to it, but sometimes it's okay to kill a good thing. And, um, and that, sounds, that sounds strange, but if you read John 15, where, where um, Jesus talks about how he is the vine, we are the branches, and he refers to the father as the vine dresser. And talks about how the vine dresser is not afraid to prune. He's not afraid to chop away things that are um, that don't need to be there. And sometimes that means you're even chopping things that are seemingly good, things that are seemingly uh, healthy. And and it's like, well, it's it's good enough or it's healthy enough. So what's what's the problem? Uh, but sometimes removing those good things creates way for even better things. And I want to encourage you. Uh, on these two points, on kind of these two uh, things that I've learned from watching this tree get chopped down, uh, there's two things that we can take away from our porn recovery journey. Number one, there will be good things in your life that you will need to part ways with so that your recovery can be better. So there are things that that are probably okay. It's like, yeah, you know what? I did this before and it, it really helped, but maybe it's not helping you anymore. Or maybe it's no longer um, as helpful as some of the other options that are available to you. You know, it's it's like if you um, if you were sixty pounds overweight. This is actually one of my mentors. This is his story. Um, he was sixty pounds overweight, so his his initial goal was to lose the sixty pounds. So you know, he adjusted his diet. He started um, you know doing more cardio, and he lost the sixty pounds. And so he was kind of lean and trim again. Well, if he keeps doing those things that lost him the 60 pounds, he's nothing's really nothing else is going to change. It's still going to be good for him. But um, his goal now is to add some weight. He wants to bulk up. So if he wants to bulk up, he can't keep doing what he did before. But he has to keep the discipline, of course, of having, uh, you know, good fitness and and personal trainers and whatever else. But the regimen has to change. And that's an example of uh, getting rid of the good thing that got him the 60 pounds or lost him the 60 pounds rather and abandoning it for something that is better, that's better going to serve the season that he's in. So I want to encourage you that there might be some things you've done in your recovery journey that have been really helpful, but they may not take you any further and you may need to ditch them so that you can find other things that will take you further. Don't be afraid to do that. The second thing to ask then is, um, am I, am I tolerating something that is not actually fueling me towards my goal, a full recovery? 
And so this might be something that is, um, that is like, it has some pitfalls. Yeah, it's not perfect, but you know, it's still like doing okay. Um, are there things in your life that are healthy, but they're causing problems that you're tolerating when really, um, you should just get rid of the whole thing altogether. And I'd encourage you to really, um, really just double down on this and really, really just assess your life. Are there things in my life where, um, yeah, they, they have some leaks or they have some, some shortcomings or they have some pitfalls, but, um, maybe I'm just, I'm excusing them. I'm making an, a reason to justify them. Um, I've done this with relationships, you know, friendships, um, people in my life who are kind of, um, you know, they're kind of soul sucking, but you know, they're really nice, tender hearted people. And, um, you know, it's fine. I don't mind having them around. Um, sometimes those are the kinds of things that actually hold us back from achieving our goals because they are demanding precious energy, uh, precious time, precious emotional and mental resources, things that we need, things that we we really, really need um, to accomplish our goals. But because we're sort of justifying these mediocre things in our lives, we don't have the resources that we need to pursue the goal. And in this case, we're talking about recovery. And even in relationships, um, we're going to have a guy on here in a little bit talking about relationships. And I'm, I'm excited to share that interview with you. And uh, relationships are a huge one. Because if you have relationships in your life that are uh, toxic, unbalanced, unhealthy, dysfunctional, that's going to impact your own well-being. It's going to impact how you get your needs met. And it's likely going to drive your decisions to watch pornography or engage in some sort of sexually inappropriate behavior. And often we don't go to those places like our relationships. And so we tell ourselves like, oh, you know, yeah, this relationship, it's not great. You know, it's got its struggles, but what relationship doesn't, you know, we kind of justify it, even though um, if we were to get rid of it, or if we were to address some of the dysfunction and get some healing in the relationship, it would make a world of difference. And now just to tie this all home into the metaphor, it's kind of like, you know, um, I have two options with this tree in my yard or the tree that's grown into my yard. I could chop it down altogether or I could prune it. So you could prune it right down. You could get all of the leaves off and, um, and all the branches off so that basically nothing grows in or nothing falls off into the pool, right? And into the yards. Um, and that maybe because it has less weight on it, then there's less risk of it falling over um, in a storm or, you know, that kind of thing. You could sort of, you could do cut some sort of middle answer, but it would um, then create a pattern because I would then have to do that periodically from time to time to keep it in that state where it's not posing as a risk. So it's easier to eliminate than it is to try to reduce. And I would encourage you to really think about that as well. Um, in, in some of the areas where maybe you have a, an issue like this, where it's not a huge problem, but it has problemed elements uh, to think about, you know, is it better for me to try to reduce or minimize the issue? Or does it need to be removed altogether? So I think that's about as much as I can stretch out this cool experience that I'm having. I, I just, man, for me, life is a metaphor. You know, life is a lab. And if you pay attention, 
everything presents a learning opportunity. And so for me, it was this, this experience was really speaking to my heart and to my soul. And I wanted to share it with you as well. And, uh, this whole, like, uh, the weeds thing is just a, it's a big part of, of the messaging of deep clean and what we really talk about in, in our methodology. So, uh, for me, it was just a cool added layer to the whole experience. So thank you so much for listening today. I, I hope that this helps you become a man of integrity, a man of confidence and a man who leads his life and his family well. Wish you all the best. Talk soon. Thanks for listening to The New Man Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, you can share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, please sign up for the weekly newsletter at www.sathiasam.com or follow on Instagram at Sam. Thanks again and see you next time.